to Radio Arcadia. Chris Marcus here with you as always, and today is Monday, December 8th. And in case you missed part one of our interview with quantum physicist and all-around genius, Dr. Richard Allen Miller, where he started explaining how he used to use meditation and the use of the subconscious and all these tools that many of us are just finding out about now to train Navy SEALs to make decisions based on intuition when they had their life on the line. We had part one was a couple days ago. It's up on the site at Radio Arcadia at www.arcadiaeconomics.com. And now, without further ado, here is part two of our interview with the great Dr. Richard Allen Miller. I have to say that when you do things in relationship to something else, whether it's this relationship of it, it's richer and is more literal in terms of going through all phases of the hologram, you know, in terms of consciousness. And so it's the way I relate to my car now is a lot differently than if it were just something I restored because it was worth a lot of money or something of that nature. It's not about money. It's about your relationship to things in yourself. And that's what I'm trying to write about and what we train SEALs in. Once they got those constructs, then there's different metaphors like breath and uh, air, fire, water. You know, using sound, like uh, certain frequency bands will allow you to learn things quicker. Like you talked about Paul Sheely's works, some of that stuff. Right. Eidetic imaging, that's one of the things we train. Neurolinguistics, a very powerful tool. Yeah, what it's, we it's learn, cer- certainly, uh, if uh, anyone... Is, is is in business or marketing the the power of neuro linguistic processing that that's certainly sure. something I've paid thousands of dollars to study and just really learning that you know and I've seen how when we you can hook up monitors and see just the emotions we have light up in different colors and really the difference between saying I even if it, if it's something I'm not fond of perhaps saying loot. I, I, I over the last year, I got rid of saying I hate this or I want to destroy yeah. that. Thinking, well, maybe this isn't my favorite thing, but just using those those processes. When daughter, yeah. When I raised my daughter, she used to have things that she hated. Daddy, I hate this, and Daddy, I love that. And I always mentioned to her that I'll bet you I can find something that you hate even more than this. Right. And so I was teaching her the concept of preferences rather than absolutes. Yes. Absolutes are more limited. Preferences allow a broader range of experience. And so it's like more doors that are available for opening. Or you don't have to open them. You can hate everything. <laughs> I There's a lot of people go through life angry. Um, I've also noticed that every single person I've noticed that she's angry also has cancer. Now, has cancer. what does that suggest? Well, it suggests that certain kinds of emotions, if they dominate, will cause the subconscious to start throwing train wrecks in front of you. Not pot train wreck, but, you know, <laughs> ordeal train wreck. You know, that thing of where you have to deal with it. You can't just get by. 
And uh, that's because you need purpose. Now, purpose is easily discussed, is, is identified because it's what happens whether you did it kicking and screaming or not. So you can look back at everything that you've done to this very moment is what you were supposed to do for this moment. And once you do that interconnectivity, now you're in a thing called the flow where it becomes timeless. And when you achieve that timeless place, you're outside of space and time, now you're in the next level of consciousness. That's what Astral City was about, going back to home, the place where you originated. Um, I don't think anybody has the illusion anymore that this is, you know, atheism, there isn't anything else going on. Quite obviously, there's not only God, there's most likely a hierarchy. That's what the old Bible suggests. You know, they talked about our God. Our God was Kether, you know, Yadevahe. And then... Above it, they had three things called the veils of Isis, Ain, and Soth, and Sothur. And that meant, like Bob Dylan, that everybody's got to serve somebody. <laughs> there were a hierarchy. Even in the old Bibles, they made a distinction between Yahweh and yad heh Yahweh was creep. I mean, you're angry all the time, and bang, 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 and everything where yad heh was, you know, able to go through the whole thing, like a hierarchy. And what, what I'm is, going to uh, suggest that that's, what were we going to say? Uh, I'm curious, what is your take on whether the the figure we know is Jesus, whether this was a, a physical person who was on the planet? Um, because it seems, in my research, that all, all the major religions seem to be in agreement that there was someone that, I don't know, was it just someone who was very motivational, like a Tony Robbins, or was it... Almost was it a physical man form, um, and and uh, I don't know if God's told you the direct answer to that question, but what's your best guess? If not, <laughs> I, I would like to do what uh, my my uh, Saturday Night Live guy, what was his name, John Bellucci, where he has a message from God and does cartwheels down the road. Listen, it's all in humor. Um, we're all of us driven. We just don't know it. And what it is, is to discover that aspect of self and then cooperate with it, somehow allowing it to give you something that you would have otherwise missed because of your anger. Right. Anger gets you into cancer. Once you get rid of the anger, the cancer usually goes away because there's no need for the disease. That's how it works. That disease, in a marginal psychology point of view, which I hang out in a lot, would suggest that if you don't get the message right, it will escalate until you do. You know, like the first thing might be you trip on a rug, and then you bang your knee, and then you don't get the message, a truck hits you and breaks your knee. That kind of thing. Once you get the message, then there's no need for the illness anymore. And it goes, goes away. I don't know how this all works. I'm integrating it. I think it's different for each of us in the way we form dialogue. I absolutely uh, encourage everybody to keep a diary. Some kind of way of talking to yourself. Right. Uh, diary. I keep a magical diary every day. 
I make log notes of what I discovered and what I did that day. Right. And I'm watching. Sometimes I have to go back and pick up something and, you know. I'm not, I'm not so up. good at organizing mine, but I always have notebooks and there's there's a lot of stuff yes, written you know, down. And list. Actually, I, is that I another do, thing that I you trained? <laughs> did you find that with your training? I've heard a lot of researchers, especially marketers, uh, I've studied copywriting, how to persuasive, like how they write ads, and they all say the best thing you can do is in blue ink write out successful ads, and, and the process of handwriting it in ink is another way of really training your mind, I guess, to do anything. Of filters in your brain. That's exactly correct. When you write something, it's coming from a different place than when you're speaking from it. And when you're writing it, it actually goes through a series of filters that allow you to restructure a word or a concept a little bit so that you have a better sense of it. I have been doing that for so many years that now I speak from the heart, like the American Indian, not with pork <laughs> tongue, but you know, where you're Natural. You just come right straight out with the, you know, coming right straight from what American Indian would say of speaking from the heart. You know, you're, right. you're at that moment. You're in the moment. You're not thinking about it. You're doing it. That is the expression of how you can experience God. You can't know God. You can only experience it. It's in layers. Simon says, you can go halfway to the door. It's the journey. You'll never really get to the door with that kind of thing. Well, I think you're, the, the metaphor you gave of really how we're viewing things um, makes a lot of sense in that, as I've mentioned before, that I found a lot of your work very helpful as someone who's didn't necessarily realize what was happening, but looking back would call it chronic depression. And as I've tried to really unravel it and figure out how to handle and overcome that, you know, the thought that I keep going back to is that, you know, whatever, and, and for, in my case, and I, I think perhaps maybe my career on Wall Street was compensation for my fear from a very early age was always, well, what, 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 what if you run out of money? Then what happens? And then eventually going through the situation where you end up facing that fear and see that something always does work out and which points out that it was really just, you know, all these things that we were worrying about, you know, because we were expecting maybe a promotion or we thought this job was going to be the perfect one. And we experience we, the, the meaning that we've been conditioned from our culture to assign is because we see people get angry. We see them get frustrated. And so that's how as children we, we you know, learn it. But once we... You know, I, one thing I wanted to say... Uh, anger is the emotion that tells you when things are not going the way you want them to go. Right. Now, what it's really good for is washing floors. Is what? Uh, I get the best clean floor when I'm angry. If I'm angry, that's why I direct it toward washing the floor, that, and then I have a better clean floor than anybody. <laughs> what, what did you say you watch? Wash a floor. Scrub it. Oh, wash wash your floor. Oh, okay. Wash your floor, yeah. That. <laughs> When you're angry, I get a cleaner floor than when I've ever. I get right into the things and I get up to the route, up the detail. That is how you use emotions. You use them as tools. If you have them, they occur. If you have them, you're human. You might as well take advantage of them. Yes. What is anger real good for? Well, 
you can clean things <laughs> really good. I don't know about you, but I get them down. So that's a good where you direct the energy and your thought forms. And that changes your reality. And while you might notice it slowly and over a period of time, it restructures the water inside your liver, which gives you a different liver function, and you're healthier. Yeah. Just because you're healthier thinking. Yeah, and, that, and, and certainly uh, last year I had about 10 kidney stones, which, which, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> it, which forces you to do a little thinking, especially because the first time I got one and I didn't, I didn't know it was, it was happening and <laughs> I didn't know if my, oh, yeah. my pancreas was yeah. exploding and it was interesting. I, I ended up going to the hospital and what do they give you there is codeine and, and Flomax, of which later I ended up throwing out, especially once I found out codeine is a, a derivative apparently of the same thing that heroin comes from. No, they're different by one molecule. That one comes from opium poppy and the other from the scarlet poppy. Okay. And codeine is one molecule different. Both of them are creepy. When they gave me uh, a morphine pump, that's what I had. When I had my kidney stone, I ended up the pain was better than the morphine because for me, I'm wired differently. And when I eat marijuana, when I eat or do morphine, I throw up. I get sick. Right. It's not, and it, it, it isn't that I get over it, I get sick, and I don't like that, and so it's easier to just go through the pain, and once it went zip, and then it was gone, and it's good. Um, you can fix some of that with cranberries, unsweetened cranberries, you can do hawthorn berry, and the best is sapomento berry, which comes out of Florida. Okay. You can uh, take, you know, for, uh, what do they call it? Colon cancer, that kind of thing. Although, in, in a way, looking back on it now, because actually right at the time when I was figuring, fortunately I've been healthy for uh, over half a year now, I would say in a way, if someone is having kidney stones or any sort of medical treatment, possibly maybe the best thing to do would be to get power tools, because what I found really, it's, it's like this Western medical system you know, you have one thing wrong, here's here's another pill that covers that up, but then causes another problem, where I started realizing as I was seeing that there are really these natural cures for so many of these things, a lot of which also starts from the thoughts that we have, and I realized changing the diet and really continuing meditation and really being careful about the things that I'm thinking about was one of the things from your January interview on Coast to Coast that I, I really was really one of the most instrumental things in, and that's what I wrote in my first email to you because in a sense I don't, I, I, I also find it interesting. My dog re responded very differently when we were in the Netherlands as well. And one of them just wouldn't eat the food. And... I've noticed every time I've gone to the Netherlands, and I'm guessing they're probably just different toxins in different places. Yeah. Certainly there was yeah. a lot of chemtrails there, and I don't know if I've read the symptoms of radiation poisoning were similar <laughs> to, to things I've experienced. But again, it really comes, what I found in, in terms of overcoming all of that was 
A, I, I went down to Greece for a while, which you had more natural food, dr- clearer air, but combining that with continuing to meditate and and also what I think I learned from the times where it was very painful mentally, like you said, what that was teaching, what, what I feel that was teaching me was that I needed to let go of, of the worrying and, and the fear of certain yeah. things. And when I looked at it, thinking, well, I could either let go of all the worrying and trust that these things actually do work out, these things that I've heard people like you prove scientifically, and just trust that, you know, if you have the intention that these things do fall into place. That's all it takes, the intention. That's, that's all it takes. It's as simple as that. Your intent of what you want, and you just go for that. That place, it's, how do you know what it is you want? How do you form that dialogue? That's why I kept, I suggest journaling, you know, where you're talking to yourself and what, you know, and then a pattern will emerge. It is different for each of us. Each of us has a different way we take notes and talk Mm -hmm. to ourselves. You form your own language, but there's that once you do that dialogue, the richness of that is just because now you're closer to joy, not just bliss, which is what meditation does. Meditation, that's Persinger's work, takes you to certain brain states. And what we're looking at is other ones and being able to use the different ones as a concert so that you have, you can direct the show, change the movie. Well, actually, my biggest question right now, I ordered Tower Tools yesterday, and i got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Well, no, I'm going to be careful with my words. I am very excited for it to be here. I wish we were here yesterday. Uh, <laughs> especially, you know, I've, all the times I've heard you speak now, I, I, for whatever reason, didn't click in that here was the manual to actually learn how to apply these things in your life. Um, so as people are waiting for a great Christmas present and certainly – for anyone who's struggling with, the, I feel there's a lot of a lot of people are in a similar place in the world right now where they're feeling a lot of change, which is easier for some than others. And certainly, I I, I I'm hoping for Christmas presents, presents, all of those books that you have on oak-publishing.com and also at Richard Allen Miller. And, and perhaps for people today, is there any particular meditation that you recommend? So if someone wanted to, is, is hearing this now and just wanted to just have a fresh change of state and start, you know, right, right now impl- uh, applying some of these things, uh, are there any particular meditations or types of meditations you recommend for people to get started with? I, I don't. I can give you what I did. I started with Satmat. S-A-N-T-M-A-T. Okay. Um, that meditation begins at the third eye. That's where you place your consciousness in the third eye, and then you go somewhere from there. Some people, they, you know, you can do it in hypnosis where you crunch your things and realize that you can start in different parts of your body trying to use forms of hypnosis. There are different scales or depths of hypnosis. The ESP thing I'm sending you right now are the protocols that if you worked with those, they would make you, uh, someone's going to use these and win a lottery. (laughs) You know, and they pick the right numbers using that. I'll put them on the back of the book. The actual, the ESP thing actually works. Um, 
I, I, I want to apply that one to playing poker, too. That's, that's, <laughs> I think. Well, now that's neurolinguistic. <laughs> yeah, you're watching the way his eyes move and the way he's fingering his chips and that kind of thing, body language. You can read a lot about what's going on, you know, just watching them. I had a chapter on my ESP book on NLP at the end of it. Right. And then, of course, using that as a way to distinguish yourself. But intent is the quality in which you go about your pursuit. And when I say that, it's like you have choices. And that's when in the each chapter of my Power Tools book, uh, I have a little note where they asked Ducky Mallard in NCIS what the difference was between a moral man and an ethical man. And Ducky Mallard replied, an ethical man knows not to cheat on his wife. A moral man won't. How close you hold the luck in your sale. You know, the quality in which you go about your personal beliefs. That's where joy is found. And it's different for each of us. That's why church and religions are mostly for fellowship, to help guide you the greater parts of your value systems, which are different for different Baptists and Missouri Synod Lutheran and whatever. The thing is that once you find those center points of what's more important to you, now you go to a whole other level in terms of relationships of possibilities. And then you realize that your belief systems that you hold as truths arbitrary, and that being able to change a belief system like you would a pair of clothing will allow many more doors to open to you. The big metaphor that what the bleep used when the American Indians on the shore didn't see the ship out at sea until the shaman pointed it out. That's the idea that if you're a staunch Christian, two aliens walked in the door, would you be able to see them? I wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't believed it. That's where the upper brain is creating a reality for you. And if it's contrary to your belief systems, likely is you'll filter it out and not notice it. And, and that that's, is, it, yeah. it, it's interesting just in the sense that I also one, one of the things I think people are, are rightly concerned about, but the way that everything we do is being filmed and all of our emails are being read and what you just expressed though was where I eventually ended up and thinking, well, if all of these thoughts, you know, whether we get away with something or not, you know, if, if it just like, it's like you imagine God is watching, forget about the government. And if we just live our lives right. and think, you know, Hey, so, someone could come in and, and look at what I'm doing or write the email and, you know, I could explain this was my intention behind it and people will believe what they want, but if we know our intention in each moment, I like how you mentioned that's the part that we take with us, the knowledge, because you could have all the money in the world or the perfect job or, you know, and then if your plane goes gets lost somewhere and you're stranded on a desert island, everything changes and those... And it all comes back to these things that, and I and I just love how you phrase it, that if we follow what it is we're meant to be doing, it, it does. 
That's where your value to the human race. That's you have to barter. It's like there are actually rules. It, it's sometimes I uh, after thinking about a lot of these things more, I think of it's almost like life. If you think of it as a video game made by uh, some guy named God. And it's like in, in the video game, you know, you play and level one is a certain level of difficulty. And then if you want to get to level two, you have to change some of the habits. So, you know, most of us, you know, we know how to do what we're doing now. And how do we learn the new skills, whether it's a video game or Twitter or trading stocks? It's all an algorithm of the right that's gesture, correct. decision, button. Now we can see that the universe is is working because we have power tools right outside to, to match what's uh, what's going on here. Let me uh, see. If we can move our our well. See, oh, that, <laughs> we'll move our portable studio a little bit. Um, but again, it, it's just. It, it was really life changing, and I would say life saving to me. Coming from a trading environment, New York Stock Exchange, very a lot of negative energy, and I remember in ways that I didn't understand it like I do now, perhaps. But I remember feeling at the time that if I had stayed there long enough, that it was on some level killing me. And now understanding the way all these thoughts and how I was responding to some of the the pressure of that. Um, anyway, it's. It's, it's so exciting for people to be finding out about the work you're doing and, and really that there are solutions because when people wonder, well, what do I do about the government or the job or, you know, the, the, someone broke up with me and broke my heart or whatever it may be, this is actually the one solution that whether you study it from a, a the, theological perspective, economics, energy, physics, it, it to me was the, the most right thing that I'd ever felt and and i think your research is just a great resource for people and it's, it's, a, it's a call it's to watch things that i started some 40 years ago actually having closure now is a joy for me you know books that i envisioned 40 years ago actually now seeing them happen uh it's very rewarding pantheon for example Sequels of Modern Alchemist. That's another book that I'm ready to go to press with. It's got 22 chapters. It's a book on tarot. I was actually using that as a metaphor. If you can identify the mythologies, and there's usually you're either complex or possessed. That means you've got one God or you've got a complex of gods going on in stories, different stories each. Once you identify that, you know how the endings are. Is that how you want to end? And then you can change that. That's the movie part, the metaphor. Which which I might point out just adds, when you think about it, not only can it help each of us individually, but again, makes great, great Christmas presents because imagine anyone in their life finding out about all these tools. Well, there are hardware, that are, that they're are, toys, they're enhancements, they're shortcuts, you know, that will get you closer to consciousness faster. I mean, ima- imagine if, if <laughs> I've heard you talk several times about how really the and I've seen this from my dog and in the same example of how children learn and and I don't have children but I see my dog and he's always standing there looking and I think about how imagine if we replace the public schooling system 
with imagine if if we were training people from an early age if you have if you're on a sports team if 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 people had access to this if people have a, a company and they're trying to make make it a, a positive environment give their their workers tools that not only can help the business but really change well, people's Stan, lives you know Stan had exercise yards and and diet kitchens, you know, where they would, you know, feed them and train them and exercise and having play along with the work. Fact is, work is not a very good uh, word. I would rather call it my play because, yes. you know, it isn't about money. The money part, how did Mark Knopfler put it? The money's for nothing. In that. <laughs> you know, Here's what happened to me. This is a this is a true story. I used to grow fever fuel uh, for migraine, and I would grain chop it in bales, or I would put it in bales, ship it to China. They would tablet and capsulate it for Centrum and and uh, Kirkland, and send it back, and it would distribute through Costco, mm-hmm. and it was grown in America, processed in China and sold to Americans. Wow. Now, China is actually taking over our basic utilities in Canada, and they're now trying to move here into the United States with utilities. And uh, they own 50% of Grants Pass, Oregon. Yeah. Walmart will be the first sign of the dollar petrodollar hitting the brick wall when they close their doors. Everything from China will cost Asia will cost four times. It won't be about oil. It'll be about technology and inflationism. Everything from China. And that means our standard of living is going to drop quickly in only in regard to toys. Things that are necessary like heat and light China will try to move in on that one next, but it's our food that we need to keep control of. That's what made America great in the first place. And when Al Gore told May, he, I, I was invited at one point, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, Al Gore came to visit me for three days. Tony Van Zandt had recommended me in agriculture to Gore. And Gore was in my home when he said, quote, you know, we don't need agriculture. We should let third world countries do that. We should focus more on high tech. And my response was, what planet did he grow up on? Agriculture is the bottom line. That's what made America great. There's a reason for that. The seat of spice trade, which used to be Hong Kong, moved to Vancouver, not Hamburg. And since recorded history, the country that controls spice trade has controlled world trade. And right now, that's moving to Vancouver, B.C. And China is there right now moving through the country, taking over the utilities. That's how it's working. Well, fortunately for everyone, in addition to power tools, they can also – I see you have several books on native plants of commercial importance, the magical <laughs> and ritual use of herbs, the potential of herbs as a cash crop, which certainly – Economically is something I, I've heard uh, the economist Jim Rogers say the average age of a farmer is about 70 years old. It's so terrible. anyway, it's we want to thank you again for being here. This uh, I'm so excited just to imagine 
how many people can benefit from all the great knowledge you shared with us today. And I've also written down in these books, uh, last question, do you have any of your workshops coming up or, or is that something we need to get on the calendar? Well, I'd, I'd like to do them. Right now I'm talking about someone in, in Willow Creek uh, in, in January. I will be in uh, Lebanon, Missouri at the big usaprepares.com uh, survival thing. Matt Stein and I will be doing uh, urban survival skill workshops in late March in Lebanon, Missouri. Well, um, Otherwise, well, oh, and I just got, I'm doing in Chicago in July, a big psychotronic conference on free energy. This wow. kid, he just retired as a physics teacher in high school, and it was his dad that held the original psychotronic conferences in Chicago back in 1970 where I was a speaker. And so the kid wants me to come in and open it up. Del B. Bearden and other people like that there at this conference. It'll be a big one. A kid is, uh, when I say kid, he's in his 50s. He's retired, you know, science teacher. And uh, his father was the one that did psychotronic conferences out of Chicago. That was with the Reverend J. Gordon Melton. Okay. And, uh, so, yeah, remember Jay Garden Mountain? Yeah. Uh, out of Katati, he's now Professor Emeritus, I think, at the University of Colorado, Reverend Jay Gordon Milton. And he started the uh, American Council of Psychical Research. Then there's Duke doing what they do. Right. Some of this is getting back to the old days when there was blue sky rather than application. Nothing now is funded unless it has application. In other words, they're not interested in new technology anymore. The fullerenes are possibly the biggest single breakthrough in this century in the possibilities of radiation sickness to a fusion bomb. So the length, girth, and width of that discovery, I can't even begin to suggest it has. What we're doing is seeing incredible breakthroughs in nanotechnology, information transfer, and genome expression. And those three things are going so quickly that my algorithms say that man isn't even going to be human by 2050. He will be an avatar, most likely. Well, that sounds pretty exciting that in either case, we're going to be able to have the workshop so we'll know what to do, of which people can find out at richardallenmiller.com. That is richardallen, A-L-A-N, miller.com, and also oak-publishing.com. And with that said, Dr. Richard Allen Miller, a.k.a. the most interesting man in the world. Do you drink Dos Equis? <laughs> what? Do I do what? Do, do you drink Dos Equis? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, man. I water your choice of water. And what you drink is way more important than your choice of foods. Right. <laughs> and that's that will be another talk on structured water and its importance. Well, we'll I, I, I certainly agree, and, and so does my kidney. And I thank you for the impact uh -huh. that you've had in my life. And hopefully people can get anywhere near that from today's interview. So we'll let you run now, my friend. And thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Chris. All right, sir. <laughs>